Scene one, darkness. You taste so good. I know. There was a lot more than I was expecting. Really created quite a mess. It's just so warm. I knew it would be warm. Of course it would be warm, but it's like hot. You're a lot better with your mouth than I would have thought. What can I say? I'm full of surprises. Light. Snake is sitting on the ground, their mouth and hands covered in candy red blood. They're smiling. Ram is sitting in a chair. They have been left only in white undergarments. Their neck and legs are covered in candy red blood. No, seriously. They suck the blood off their fingers, seeming to ascend into ecstasy. I've never had anyone like this. Like you, it's intoxicating. My brain's buzzing and I... I want more. Oh? Please, I need more. I feel like I'm dying. So desperate. And what makes you think you're deserving of me? Of my body? You know how sacred you are to me. I could devote an hour to adoring each part of you, carefully holding and kissing each strand of hair. I devote myself anew to you every morning. If it would not cut short the time I would have given to worship you, I would inject your blood into my veins to feel you coursing throughout my body. This is as close as I dare to give in to that desire, to have you filling me from the inside, temporary as it may be. You've gotten so good at begging. Thank you. Snake bows at Ram's feet, awaiting permission. Ram makes them wait, then... You may. Thank you! They scramble to their feet and stand behind Ram, biting into their neck, breaking skin, and drawing blood. Our Ram, who art not in heaven, hallowed be thy name. My kingdom come, my will be done, in reality as it is in fantasy. Give me this day my daily dread, and forgive me my trespasses, as I forgive them who trespass against me. And lead us far into temptation, yet deliver us from evil. For mine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Throughout Ram's onanistic prayer, Snake has moved from one side of Ram's neck to the other, then begins to kneel in between Ram's legs. I've never felt so connected to you, my blood dripping from your lips, running down your throat. You're the only one I've trusted this deeply. I never thought. I never dreamed. I'm yours, Ramiel. My heart belongs in your hands, and yours alone. Sanguine, serpentine, mine. I'm ready. Are, are you sure? From the moment I first laid eyes on you. Snake takes Ram's hand, placing their other hand upon Ram's stomach. There is hesitation in their movements, in their breaths. I want you to do this for me, but also to do this for you. For us. I trust you. I love you endlessly. I... I love you eternally. As you have taken my blood, take my body, my soul, my essence. Make us one. Snake meets Ram's eyes one last time. They begin to claw and tear at Ram's torso, using nail and tooth to rip beyond the skin, pulling forth Ram's innards, lovingly, ruthlessly. Snake proceeds to devour Ram. Scene 2. A beautiful white parlor, 
Raman ants sit leisurely at the table while Snake pours red tea out of a white teapot. Snake finishes their task, then sits between the other two, blowing their own drink to cool it. This place truly is marvelous, Ram. It's a perfect hidden gem. Well, the place actually belonged to a relative of Snake's, a distant one, and when they passed, no member of the family seemed to want to lay claim to it. So I purchased it. I understand their hesitations. It was a bit of a mess before absolutely falling apart. But in all your genius, you managed to make it into the beauty it is now. Let's not discredit you, as this room was all your imagining. The pair of you have always create spectacular things. For instance, this tea. Ant takes a sip from his cup. Yes, it was a challenge to create our own tea, but tending the garden gave Snake a fresh sense of purpose. Ah, yes, having a patch in our lovely garden to work on my own little experiment. It took Ram quite a lot of convincing. I did fear that it would taste like cough syrup. And yet, it has just enough sweetness to liven the tongue, but not enough to quarrel with the stomach. That's my little genius. Oh, I envy the two of you. I can only dream of someday having a bond similar to yours. I wander through the park someday, seeing pairs of birds and people and bugs, and I'm filled with the bile of sorrow. I long for companionship, but not of the fleeting sort. I long to have it slowly take hold of me, creeping in under my toenails, crawling up through my veins, hacking into my brainstem. I want it to fester, to force itself into my heart and make it swell to grow so large that it presses and punctures itself through my ribs, then leaks throughout my body, consuming me whole. Why, I envy even the praying mantis doomed to be decapitated by his lover, but bounding into koto joy nonetheless. I just want to love a desire like that, as I'm sure the two of you relate. Yes. No. There is a somewhat uncomfortable moment of silence. Uh, well... It's nothing that must be rushed. Within time, you'll be racing neck and neck with mutual craving. You have only just begun, after all. Nonetheless, I feel that our union is strong. Yes, and we have the rest of our lives to further intertwine. They place their hand on rams and they interlock fingers. Well, hopefully I may join you in nuptial joy sooner rather than later. May I ask where the WC is? That, that way. way. They point in opposite directions. There are two on this floor. If I may excuse myself, then. Ant rises from the table and leaves. Snake rests their head on their clasped hands, looking up at their partner. You're not alone in your fear. Terror and love may coincide. They need not be mutually exclusive. When we took our vows, I felt the tremors in your hands, yet I still held them firmly in my own. Your eyes, those wide eyes that perpetually hold me captive, they consumed me, made me feel as though it were only the two of us in the garden. There was hesitation, yes, but also yearning. There was pain, endearment, desire, hopefulness, and a promise that I would be yours that you would give yourself to me if I would return that offering. We aren't born perfectly versed in love. We need to be taught to learn. Learning to love alongside you is all I could ever want. 
How your patience for me is ever ceaseless, I will never understand. Your devotion is unnerving, unwavering. I want to match it. I will match it. I will foster a love so fierce, so fiery, that it may threaten to ravage our very existence. Love me gently. Love me devastatingly. Take me as you will. We have eternity, my love. I'm yours to unravel, to mold, to have, and to hold. That is our covenant. Scene three. Nighttime. A full moon. Ram is alone in the garden. Never have I felt so much power, derives so much pleasure as when my snake submits to me. Watching them bend and twist to satisfy my every desire awakens something within me. It is as though this tribute of self is something they were made for. From our very first night together, the dynamic of what our relationship would be was made clear. I had taken them to my home, and upon our arrival, they began to undress me, setting aside my mask and shoes, leading me to my bathroom. They drew a bath, casting oils and petals across the water. After undressing themselves, they brought me into the tub. Snake poured water down my back, gently lathering my chest with a soft cloth, taking time to touch and cleanse each part of me, tenderly washing my face, my ears, my feet. Each time they allowed water to cascade down my body, I felt born anew. I tried many times to return their actions, but they could not be interrupted. Once finished with the bath, they dried me with a towel, massaged lotions into my skin, and wrapped me in a robe. Only after this ritual had completed did they seem to step out of this trance that held them. Neither of us knew why it happened, yet neither of us was necessarily displeased with the event. From that moment on, their reverence for me seemed only to increase. We were all consuming of each other. It would not be a stretch to say that they began to view me as a godlike being. What do people want from a god? Protection? Purpose? Pleasure? Love? Do I not provide all of these and more to my snake? Does that not rightfully make me equivalent to a god, their god? It is unconventional, certainly, but the gratification that arises from such indulgence cannot be ignored. But how can the love of a deity compare to that of their follower? Can their love ever be equal? Is it inherently unfair to those who worship them? Am I being unfair to Snake? Do I not truly give them the love they deserve? Maybe I am not a god, but a demon. Yet, they would love me all the same. A disciple, a partner, a confidant. They fill all of these roles perfectly. Who am I to deny them that which brings them purpose and that which makes me feel whole? The moonlight shifts. Snake is on a stone bench sleeping. Ram goes to them, shakes them from slumber, and guides them back home. Scene four. A room full of bodies, red lighting. Ram is resting on Blossom's legs. Blossom is massaging Ram's temples. Ram is distressed. Neither they nor the bodies surrounding them are clothed, yet they are unashamed. 
You're the only person I allow to touch me like this. I know. I'm not quite sure why, even from when we first met. I took your hand. And I let you. I thought nothing of it. Yet the moment plagued me for days. You are so odd, Ram. You lay here with me, allow our skins to meld, yet anyone tries to make a romantic gesture towards you, shows the slightest, sincere interest, comes within a three-foot radius, and you turn to stone. You forced yourself in. I think you instantly trusted me, on a molecular level. But you must do the same with others. You have to let them in. Terrifying. Big, strong ram. Scared of a little emotional intimacy. It's not that. I just... I'm scared that once I let them inside me, I'll never be able to scrape them from my tongue, my eyes, my mind, my... my... Your heart will survive, but... It will never get stronger if it is not allowed to venture near others. I fear I'll never recover from the damage they may do. You think anyone you let in will start swinging with a metal bat? Yes. I have yet to start, and have no plans to do so. If you can trust me, if you can share love with me in the way that we do, why not others? They may love me deeply, devotedly, dotingly. What a curse that is. But I fear that I may not love them the same. I fear they will fall far too heavily, and that I'll never be able to catch up to them. I fear that my love will be a withering disappointment. You worry too much. One of the bodies produces a cluster of grapes, which Blossom takes and begins to feed to Ram. You need not make a religion out of love. They will not be your baptized follower, only your lover. Disciple sees no flaws, though. A lover attempts to love them. That is the risk one takes in bearing their soul to another. So, you must decide. Is your will to a lover or a disciple? You would not judge either choice? My role is not one of judgment. Your definition of love is your own. You need only ensure that it is good. Scene 5. A ball. All are dressed in formal white clothes with masks of varying extravagance. Snake and Ant stand on the sidelines, both don modestly designed masks to reflect their faunal names. It's amusing how someone who named themselves after a creature with six legs manages to only have left feet. You know this environment isn't one I'm well suited to. I never took you as a ball goer anyway. Typically, no, but this night has reason to be exception. Ah, yes. So you may lay yourself prostrate before this mysterious unnamed object of your infatuation. I will not be laying myself prostrate in front of anyone. I doubt they'll, they'll take notice of me at all. Well, good to know that I dusted off my mask for an anticlimactic espionage affair. I want to observe them more before considering further pursuit. Further pursuit? Snake, you've yet to even wander out of the trees onto the field. At least attempt some pointed eye contact or idle conversation. These efforts of yours so far are simply pitiful. And how do you suggest I catch the attention of the veritable belle of the ball? They've had a constant stream of dance partners tonight, and the line has failed to grow shorter. There is the option to cut in line. Somehow, my dear aunt, I feel that would not be well received. Some species of ants have wings. Did you know that? 
The lucky ones they must be to their earthbound kin. And that luck extends to you, as I'll do you a favor as your wingman. That one was good, you know it was. With you as my aid in this time of need, I don't think there's a god to save me now. Oh, ye of little faith. Ant maneuvers through the bodies populating the Grand Hall on the hunt for Snake's elusive obsession, leaving Snake to their own devices. Needing to find an object or activity to, bu to busy themselves with, Snake occupies themselves by investigating a nearby refreshment table piled high with decadent pastries with a large bowl of candy red punch at the center. As Snake goes to draw themselves a glass of the drink, Ram, their secret admirer, appears behind them. Ram is fitted with an ornate mask from which horns curl to frame their face. Ram takes the ladle and cup from Snake's hands. Allow me, please. Ah, my hero. This night could go on forever, don't you think? The length is up to the participant. You certainly strike me as one who strives for such lengths. I'll take it long or short, so long as it's enjoyable. Ram takes Snake's hand and sets down their glass. Spare a dance? And if I say no? I shan't bother you again. Quite the charmer you are. I hope you know how to lead. As long as you know how to follow. A smile grows from below Snake's mask. They allow Ram to guide them to the main floor. They dance a simple dance fluidly. Your mask is rather... Gaudy? I know. I like the attention from the crowd it affords. I prefer large amounts of attention from an individual to some attention from a large group. Oh, don't worry. I get more than just some attention from everyone, regardless of capacity. And if large amounts of attention from an individual is what you want, I'll be sure to give it to you. What makes you think you're the one I'd want attention from? You let me take your hand, escort you from the edge of the room, pull our bodies together, like so. Seems like I the beginnings so. of an invitation to me. What is your name? Ramiel. Ram, to those I like. Shall I be so bold as to call you Ram? I'll allow it. And why did you choose Ram? Ram. Both the angelic and beastly roots are of thunderous nature, and there's a certain virility associated with the curved horns of Ares that appeals to me. A display that I see you spared no effort to incorporate in your appearance tonight. I'd say it served its purpose. It caught your attention, didn't it? I saw you watching me earlier as I was dancing with that doe, and with Blossom. Sometimes we're not as covert as we believe ourselves to be. Perhaps I may have glanced in your direction once or twice. I'd say thrice, at least. It also didn't help that your dear friend blew your cover. So, what do you call yourself, my amateur voyeur? Snake. Hmm, snake. Cunning, down-to-earth, defensive. And dangerous, when need be. It may be in my interest to invest in anti-venom, then. You should get on that quickly. Snake Before I can corrupt you fully. I should be so lucky, then, to be so beautifully ravaged. I pray that you set upon my soul in the same manner. I believe fate sent you to me tonight. It would be a disservice to not indulge myself fully within your essence. This dance has gone on long enough, don't you think? My thoughts exactly. I suppose we must take residence somewhere for the night, if you would join me. Where you lead, I will follow. 
Ram and Snake leave the hall. End of play.